Jingelbells, jingelbells, jingling all the way. Her ain't fun like it used to be in a one horse open sleigh. Jingelbells, jingelbells, jingling all the way. I should have worn long underwear in that one horse open sleigh. Hello, cats and kittens, and welcome to the most popular girls on the internet installment number 17 of our dumb lives the show where we talk about our dumb lives merry am, christmas yeah Happy merry New christmas Year. i'm oh. your host tara sorry i suppose we should say our names i'm cassandra you're in island bunker t yay yay off the frozen cool waters of lake minnetonka we bring it to you live from last week or the week before <laughs> it's it's a couple Oh, it's a couple days before Christmas, and Tara and I have made the New Year's resolution that we're going to sincerely try to edit the show within two weeks of recording She it. can't say the sentence without chortling. <laughs> so how confident are you? <laughs> we're both really bad at it, but I, you know, I, I feel bad that, like, we wait so long, like, a month or six weeks I to don't. get it, I'm, to get I it don't. done. I don't. I know, that's the problem. <laughs> you need to commit like I'm committing. <laughs> Are you, though? Yep. All right. I'm going to get her done. Okay. Because then we can talk about, like, Christmas and New Year's and not feel like, oh, well, this is going to come out on Valentine's Day. We can't be timeless like I said I. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of which, I am on book nine. The Wheel of Time. My goodness. I made it through book eight, the worst of the series. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> Which I know makes, makes Wheel of Time sound so good, but it is so good, <laughs> except for that one book where it's like, well, for one thing, my favorite character is Matt, and he's not in it at all. Yeah. And for another thing, it's all like telling us where people are like hardly anything happens yeah it's just a lot of political blah 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 this person's here and then they go there and then this army's here and this noble's doing and it's just ugh, blah but i am through that i am now into winter's heart which is very interesting because that's the book that came out right when i found the wheel of time book forum so I'd read all of them, and then that one came out. And I went out to the book forum, and it was, you know, the first thing you want to do is, like, when is book 10 coming out? And it's like, there was, like, a thread that was, like, do not ask when book 10 is coming out. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I it, you know, right now, like, I've I've read through the, this is my third read-through, I guess. I'm listening to them on audiobook, so I can do other things and... There were a few times in, in book eight where I just skipped a big chunk of Rand talking to a bunch of nobles. I don't care. <laughs> just give me to the end of the yeah. chapter and tell me where everybody is. <laughs> but I'm happy I'm reading through it. I'm, you know, there's, they're doing the TV series. I'm kind of hopeful. I'm hoping that the TV series is good. I'm not yeah. as possessive over this series as yeah. I was about um, George R. R. Martin and Game of Thrones. 
And I don't know why, because I used to be a super Wheel of Time junkie. Mm -hmm. Did you ever finish a series? Not not with his ghostwriter, no. I oh, stopped. You should. It's I, so good. I, I stopped reading when Robert Jordan kicked the bucket. You should finish it because it's it's just good as good as Jordan and the the last battle, the last book is so good. Yeah, it's definitely worth book I, eight I, to get to I, the last I battle. I think I stopped reading at book eight. I I would start reading oh. book eight. Well, Robert Jordan didn't die till like book twelve or eleven. I know. I know. <laughs> so I guess to be. Truly honest, I stopped reading Applegate, and <laughs> I would get through a couple pages, and I would fall asleep. And then yeah, I would get through a couple more pages, one. and then fall asleep. Just got to slog through that one, or, you know, skip it. <laughs> and I might have. Actually, I might have read Winter's Heart. I might have. Mm -hmm. But that might have been, yeah, even less of my favorite. I honestly... Yeah, I hope, hey, I hope it's a good series. I really do. Yeah. Because I, I do remember saying, they should make a series out of this. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm hesitantly hopeful, but remember they did Sword of Truth mm -hmm. long ago? Yeah. Which is, that series is so, he, he used a lot of, uh, what is it, deus ex machina? Yeah. Whereas, like, you read the whole book and then it's like, oh, somebody, it's, we're in this horrible situation. Oh, here's a magic book that solves everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, but I did like the series, but then, or the books, the series was okay. It only lasted a couple seasons. Have you watched The Witcher at all? On Netflix. It just came out yesterday. Or no, before. but I will because I am on mandatory PTO for the next two weeks. <laughs> you should. You know, Jeff and I watched the first episode and it's good. It, You know, I think they really assume the majority of their audience are people who have played the game or read the books. Because it just jumps right on it. Uh, I was going to say, how would it do as a standalone series without any um fandom i don't know i it's hard to you know because i i know it right i and i didn't play i played like as with many story driven games i played many hours and did not get anywhere near finishing the game <laughs> so my story <laughs> with the witcher is i would start playing it and then i would go off to do something else Something else would come out, and I would yeah. not finish it. Yeah. And then I'd come back to it, and I'd be like, I don't remember where I was in this game, <laughs> so I'd have to start over. That's and me then, in Persona 5. And I then I would get so far. And I've done this three times <laughs> with this game. Well, I've heard that the story in this one is the, remember the Bloody Baron storyline? Yeah. Which is a really cool storyline. I've heard it's kind of Bloody Baron-esque. But, yeah, they just kind of just jump right in. There's not a lot of exposition when you're starting so, out. So, I have, I'm pretty sure Jim has not played the Witcher series. Mm. And so maybe I you will know, sit down with him and see if he likes it. Yeah, too. and, you know, he's he is so fantasy knowledgeable that I don't think it'll be an issue for him. Like, if I think my sister sat down and, who never reads any fantasy, she'd just be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> He knows what but, a griffin is. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, he know, and, you know, you know the 
kind of the tropes and but it it was good i liked the first episode but yeah it's very much like um you know there's kind of a big battle and there's he's gets seduced by a weird witch lady yeah. and and i do like the guy who's playing uh Geralt he was superman oh okay um and so i do like him his butt not the greatest. I've seen better. That's my ju- my judgment. <laughs> it's the butt. But but there is a cosplayer who does Geralt and a couple other characters that I follow, and he is like the spitting image. He is, but a he's video think, game Geralt. He well he the Witcher three Geralt. Yeah yeah yeah. He is oh god so hot and. <laughs> But he's like German or something, so I don't even know if he speaks English. He <laughs> probably wouldn't be player. good to cast it in, cast it in the movie. But I was just like, he, yeah, yeah, it's a good likeness, and I think um, it's funny because Jennifer, I think she's gonna come around maybe in the next episode. And I know so many people who had just like huge crushes on Jennifer. Yeah, on Jennifer. Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the Minnesota version of the Witcher. I know. Oh, Yennefer. Oh, Yennefer. Like <laughs> that reminds me. I'm going to have to look. I found a song. Uh, this was a while ago on our archive. So always look at archive.org for our weird songs we have on the show. And there is one, a Minnesota Christmas, or a Scandinavian Christmas. Oh, one yeah. With Sven and Oli, and like dashing through the snow on a van horse open sleigh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look for that one and try oh. to play it. <laughs> oh, just, yeah. Oh, so. I get yolly at Christmas. Oh, yeah, I get them yolly. <laughs> I'm laughing like a bowl full of yelly. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I would, I, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to The Witcher. I've heard other people liking it, and it's been kind of fun. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't even. What? Still laughing I'm about still laughing about Yingle bells, Yingle bells. Ah, <laughs> oh, brings you back <laughs> to the old Christmases on the farm. <laughs> now I want to go look some up. No, you gotta I wait know. till the end of the show. Oh, we already God. have been down the archive.org hole. Yes. <laughs> Down my archive hole. <laughs> uh, so what else you been up to? You been watching anything yourself? Well, did I tell you about the show Daybreak that we got into for a while? It was... I don't think so. So it Daybreak is... Um, they're not going for a second season, but they were a Netflix season uh, one. And it's a post-apocalyptic story of a guy in California, Los Angeles, gets nuked. Mm-hmm. Well, various cities across the U.S. get nuked. But so there is this, um, this, this nuke kills 
doesn't exactly kill all of the adults, but turns them into zombies. Oh, yes, yes. I heard of the show. I don't think you told me about it, though. And so his high school, all of the kids have survived, and they have broken out into factions, and it's Mm -hmm. sort of like gangland where the cheerleaders have this section (laughs) of town, and the nerds have the golf nerds have this section of warriors yeah yeah exactly (laughs) in fact there's there's a couple of seats there's at least one scene where they're like come out and play a little homage a little homage (laughs) okay if anybody wants to be a rapper you you should take the name little homage (laughs) (laughs) a little homage (laughs) that's gonna be my rapper name (laughs) i saw a meme where somebody posted a picture of some tinsel and they're like, I found my stripper name. And the package said Chunky Tinsel. Chunky Tinsel. I'm like, I want to be a burlesque dancer so I can perform as Chunky Tinsel. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. Daybreak. Please tell me more. Daybreak. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very hilarious... It, it's a hilarious show in that, you know, they use the, like a lot of that pop-up type humor where um, they put little captions by everything okay. similar to Zombieland, yeah, how yeah. they did. I did not particularly like the kind of save the princess type of theme that it had. Mm-hmm. There's a girl that he wants to save. Well, it turns out she kind of kicks ass on her own. Yeah. But I still... It was it was awesome. I I watched every single. I binged it, and um, I was really disappointed to find out they they weren't going to do a second season of it. There's too much good stuff now. Like you just can't even. Well, another friend of mine posted something about some show that had been on ABC. It was like a fantasy or medieval like musical show. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. I'd never even heard of it. And wow. they're like, oh, this is like the best show. It was like some article from some nerd magazine talking about how it was a really good show. And I'm just like. Speaking of musicals in the 1990s, there used to be that show called Cop Rock. I, kn- I don't think I ever watched an episode because I thought the premise was so incredibly ridiculous it is it was ridiculous i know it only lasted like six episodes didn't it yeah my parents used to get high and sit on the couch and watch it (laughs) and they would tape it and then when i would get home from going out or whatever they'd be like you've got to see this one (laughs) (laughs) they would like put the tape to the ridiculous scene that they wanted me to yeah. see. Yeah, I just don't know how it got through. Like, I, okay, I can understand. Let's do a musical on television. Yeah, but cops. Uh huh. A cop, musical. Cop a cop rock. Oh my god, that's like so nineties. <laughs> <laughs> it was around the same time, like they had Twin Peaks and uh, Northern Exposure. Yeah, but it seemed more earnest, more less like purposely twisted than those shows and more like trying to be trying to be serious yeah like like a like a more broadway i don't know i just remember rolling my gen x eyes at that (laughs) i'm way too cool for that i rolled my eyes at it too but for some reason my mother saw the humor in it and she would just she would just die laughing yeah i'm surprised (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, I refuse to watch that. Oh, my God. 
I have also been listening to um, Dolly Parton's America, which is a podcast that is the Jad Abumrad. They do what is this normal podcast is Radio Lab, I believe. Okay. And um, he's from Tennessee, and his dad is an immigrant from. Middle East somewhere, and he's a doctor, and he was Dolly Parton's doctor. Okay, and they became friends, and so then Jad decided to do like this eight-part series on Dolly Parton and her history and how she, because she's like this great unifier, like gay people and trans people and drag queens and conservatives and Trumpers and like everybody just loves her, right? Of course, she's sort of like Betty White. In that yeah. way that she is a national treasure, yes. So I, um, it's really a good podcast. You should check it out. And it's very interesting because, you know, it's not just, some of it's interviews with her and talking about her life. Yeah. But then some of it is, it was, the name came from a college course being taught in Tennessee called Dolly Parton's America. And so it's like these young kids kind of talking about, because she's just such a big influence on that state and like she's just you know it'd be like prince for us right 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 Um, no my brother lives in tennessee yeah and he keeps telling me i should move down there and i should come down and visit at least and yeah i was like it's a pretty place i said are you close to dollywood (laughs) yeah yeah because now of course i kind of want to go to dollywood but i decided to listen to her whole catalog Mm -hmm. her whole discography she has put out a shit ton of albums. From like 67 to about 74, she has like three albums a year. Yeah. And then from then on, she has about one, at least one album a year. Yep. And then the 80s, she kind of, it's not, it's like maybe every other year, every third year. And then in the 90s. But, um, so, one thing I... After the show, I'll have to tell you, play the song for you. Um, it's, uh, I believe it's called I Get Lonesome on My Own. Because she has a few songs where she talks like a little girl. And they're super fucking creepy. <laughs> so, you know, she was on the Porter Wagner show. And so they, a lot of her albums in the early years, like she has solo albums. And she has ones yeah. with her and Porter Wagner. Well, this song is about a five-year-old girl who is in an apartment on her own, and she's looking out the window, and there's a man walking by, and she's asking him to come up to her apartment to talk to her because she gets lonesome because her mommy has left her alone. And it's super creepy. But then in the end, it turns out that he's her dad. But it's so fucking creepy. Just gross. She's like, I get most of all, but oh, I'm just a little girl. Okay. And then she has another one later on in her solo career where it's a little girl who comes to her house with her puppy because her daddy is drunk in the bar and she doesn't have anywhere to go and then she dies in the middle of the night. There are a lot of people, kids dying in her songs, in the early songs. Well... So, okay, so her, my favorite, one of my favorite songs of hers was The Coat of Many Colors. Yes, of course. Um, the other song that I loved of hers was one of her first ones where she went to go solo, and that was I Will I Will Always Love You. 
which yeah i oddly enough that was the one where she wanted to break out and do her own yeah she talks about that in the podcast she wrote it for porter wig yeah yeah she had to leave him and and basically but they weren't lovers no she it was she's been married since 66 yeah it was her saying i've got to go and do my own thing and then he got really pissed off and tried to like smear campaign her because he didn't think she should be on her own. Yeah. It's very weird. Like that's covered in a. You should definitely listen to podcasts. And there. so when Elvis wanted to record that song, well, Elvis's people they wanted to buy all of the rights to that song, and uh-huh. she did not want to give it up. Yeah. So she had to say no to Elvis. Yeah. To record well, that song. She didn't. She didn't damn Elvis. No. <laughs> that was like 1973. He was. <laughs> He's practically washed up by then. (laughs) He was making his comeback, basically. Well, Um, um, but she she tells a story about when the first time she heard Whitney Houston covering mm -hmm. that in The Bodyguard and how powerful she sang that song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you should definitely listen to it. Listen to the podcast. Everybody listen to the podcast. It's very, very interesting. There's all sorts of different things. There's, like, discussion on, like... Is she? It's it's super interesting. There's one where they talk to the students in the class. So these are you know nineteen, twenty, twenty two year old kids who grew up in Tennessee, and they kind of talk about different things about how, like they were super encouraged to lose their accents, so people would take them seriously, and not think they were weird, creepy Southerners and things like that. Wow. Wow. But also how, like, is Dolly Parton exploiting the idea of a a hillbilly and that lifestyle? And it, But it's like, okay, I can see now looking at her and thinking, like, okay, well, she's using all these tropes of what it's like to be a hillbilly. She doesn't like the word hillbilly, though, because that was something that was from the outside that people used on Right, them. right. And... Now that she's successful, you can say, oh, she's doing that. But really, she was just telling her story and became successful by telling her story. So yeah, how can she, she be? She was there before any of the yeah, other yeah. fucking Instagrammers and YouTubers yeah, yeah. and whatnot. But it's, in, you know, they they talk to her about that. She just laughs and she, they kind of talk about how she's very, like, non-political she doesn't get involved. She's like, people believe what they believe. People, God makes everybody and he'll sort it out in the end. And so I, you know, gay people are fine with me. They do whole whole episode on Jolene, the song Jolene, and how mm-hmm. some people, um, like in the gay community with lesbians, they they kind of take that as the woman singing the song is actually in love with Jolene. Because she talks about how beautiful she is and how wonderful and amazing and how she just can't com- compete with her. And they have somebody, like, write an extra verse to it about how her and Jolene get together at the end and they you sh- they both leave the man and all this stuff. So it's just, it's, it's a super, really. So she's a got a Netflix show where she does, uh, called Heartstrings, yes. where she. Um, have you watched any of them? She... So I've watched the Jolene one. Uh-huh. And the Jolene one was actually based on, uh, from Dolly's point of view, based on a woman who did work at a bank. Yeah, she talks about that too. Basically, 
you know, because they're like, where did you come up with this idea for Jolene? And all it was was there was a little girl when she was doing autographs at one point after the Porto Regna show. And she's like, my name is Jolene. She's like, oh, that's a really, that's a really pretty name. I w- I'm going to use that name. And she needed, she wanted to remember it. So she kept saying Jolene, 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 as she was going back to her, her dressing room or whatever. And so she got back and that's where Jolene, 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 Jolene came from. Cause she was trying to remember the name. And then at the time her husband had a crush on a bank teller. But there wasn't, like, any real thing going on. At least that's no. what she says. But that's kind of like, you know, she kind of would, like, joke with him about this Jolene girl. And, you know, other interesting things, I found out that she has endometriosis, and that's why she doesn't have kids. So she, in the 80s, you know, she talks about how she had a really rough time at that point, and that's when she found out about her infertility. And so for me, as somebody who can have kids and went through a tough time with infertility, that kind of, like, strikes home and, like, you know, shows this, like, an infertility. What really bothers me as somebody who wanted kids and couldn't have kids and then didn't have kids is that so much, every media, every story you see on a movie or on TV, people who are infertile are all unhappy and then... They have a miracle baby or they have a miracle adoption. Yeah. And there's never infertility stories that end with people being happy, not Just having children. who they are. <laughs> yeah. They always, there's like, oh, it's terrible. And then they have this miracle baby and that makes everything all right. And it's just <laughs> like, it doesn't happen. Like, there's a lot of people who it's, couldn't have kids and then like have good stories. lives. Let's have babies to save our marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, so that, you know, as somebody who's like, you know, my life is okay. <laughs> You know, I have regrets. I have a few, <laughs> as Frank Sinatra would say. But, yeah, that just kind of made me, like, feel more, uh, you know, akin, to, you know, more of a kindred spirit with her. And, uh, yeah, but I'm in the early 90s now on her discography. The 80s were a bad time for Dolly. They were a bad time for a lot of artists who were like in their 40s-ish or, you know, like... Women of a certain age? It's not even women. It's anybody who, like, you know, you think of, like, Jefferson Starship mm-hmm. versus Jefferson Airplane. <laughs> or, like, they... Because what happened is drum machines and synth. Oh, it's And it's so... just, like, so weird. Because she, she put out a couple albums that are just, like... Super synthy drum machine. You got your islands in the stream. I like Kenny. islands in the stream. I like her Kenny and Dolly yeah. part. But like right after that, like mid eighties, eighty five and eighty seven, she put a couple of real stinker albums. But then she also did trio with, uh, um, oh god, two other country artists. I can't remember. This is terrible. I'm sorry. I'm getting mixed up because later on she does one with Tammy Wynette and Loretta Lynn, but it's not those two. It is, uh, fuck. (laughs) 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 This is driving me nuts because I can think. Emmy Lou Harris. Yes. And Linda Ronstadt. There you go. There we go. I know you were searching for the names. (laughs) And that's a really good album because it's her. And then. Linda Ronstadt is amazing. I know. Oh, she's so good. And then in You're like, no good. 
In 89, she puts out a, a, an album called uh, White Limousine. Limousine is spelled L-I-M-O-Z-E-E-N. Limousine. And that, she gets back to her roots. And then it gets good again. <laughs> 90s, she's good again. So I'm having a lot of fun with that. But uh, yeah, that podcast, it's very good. You should check it out. And it's only, it's, I think the ne- last one is coming out next week or so. It's only like eight episodes, but. Cool. It was very good. And I've been blabbing way too much, so. <laughs> oh, what else is going on in life? You're working hard at your life. Working hard at my life. Life, life, life. <laughs> work, work, work. Oh, um, I'm, so last, I think Last time we spoke on this podcast, we were talking about we were going to have an art day. Yes. So I've got my art supplies. I actually have an art tarp. I've Yay. got two weeks off. I'm, I have changed my mind on that sunset. I'm going to paint that sunrise that I saw. Yeah. I almost today, uh, I was out in a boat and I was at a craft store. I almost got you like a little pack of s- small canvases mm-hmm. so you could just fuck around a little bit. But I was like, yeah, maybe she doesn't want to do that, yeah. so I'm not going to bother. Well, I've rearranged the podcasting studio, and so that piece of glass that I used to have that kind of held my Alienware laptop. And oh, just... yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking that might make a good giant palette. Yeah, that would be cool. Because glass, would... glass is a nice thing to mix on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we went to actually a really cool little art shop in Excelsior, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Ooh la la, a very, a very shishi neighborhood. <laughs> it is. It's sort of, it's very small towny. It's small town, rich people. <laughs> small town, well, I guess. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's Lake Minnetonka, you, you know, it's... I it's, guess it is. You've got your Land Rovers and your Mercedes. Yeah, it's, yeah. But you've got your, you know, this whole area though is like, like we've said before. It's like there's houses like Terra's, which are like normal houses, and then normal there's houses. then there's giant mansions, you know, like yeah, uh, giant, huge, cool mansions. I like it because they can pay all of the taxes and keep the roads nice and the yes, schools good. Yes. Oh, I'm all right with that. But we had fun, too, because we were like, well, let's go to lunch. Let's just pick a random restaurant and go, you know, find somewhere new or whatever. (laughs) We go to where they're having the Vikings. No, it's Gophers. No, it's Gophers against Penn State. Yes. And, you know, so what was it called? What was the place called? I can't can't remember. It It didn't say on the website it was a sports bar. No, it didn't. But we walked in and... It was, yeah. It was a sports bar. And it was a huge game. The Gophers, Minnesota Gophers, our collegiate uh, uh, football team, who were actually doing very well at that time. Um, They beat Penn State, and so it was. It's pretty huge, man. It was, but I was laughing because there was, so she and I were like trying, you know, we're just talking, but we'd have to like modulate our voices as the yells went up and down. And there was this table of, it was obviously a table of grandpas, sons, and grandsons. 
and I walk right. in and I'm checking out one of the younger guys and I'm like, God damn it, I gotta check out the stupid middle aged guys. <laughs> I mean, I can check out the the young guys, but I'm just an old lady. You know, I got to look at that bald guy. He'd be the guy who'd want to date me. <laughs> oh. What happened? <laughs> I don't know. And then at one point, we were talking about sex stuff, and you, you texted me because you're like, I want you to remember this next time I'm, next time I message you. And, I look at my phone and you're like, we're talking about dildos in a sports bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, yeah, we have fun. <laughs> that we do. Don't we carry on? <laughs> yeah, I bought, yeah, you bought a bunch of paint stuff. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, I bought an easel. I kind of needed one because... Any other time I've tried to paint, when I've sat down, it's flat on the table. It's yeah, not you the can't. same. You can't, it actually distorts. Like mm-hmm. it's weird because like when I draw my mandalas, it, that doesn't happen. But if I, I remember painting when I was younger, and it like you you're painting it settles in. You, it, you're painting and it looks right, and then you put it up and it looks skewed, kind of. It's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. But I was thinking about maybe getting a like a drafting table that's not a tilt to mm-hmm. draw on um, because I, I've been drawing, well, I've been sewing blankets like crazy. I gave Tara her Christmas present yes, today. It was a awesome. blanket. Galaxy themed. Cause that's her bedroom's galaxy themed. <laughs> I sew, I guess in the last two months, I sewed about eight blankets, I think. But I've also been drawing my mandalas. And I think I want to do like an art or craft show. And I think I'm going to shoot for like Mother's Day. And I think I'm going to do my mandalas. Because I'm like, I could do ones. Right now I've been I've been drawing one every month. I kind of watch the colors of the landscape. And then I draw a mandala based on that. But I was like, you know, I could do... You know, one base, one's based on astrological signs. And I had that one tree one that people really like this tree one I did. And so I could draw those and then I can get prints made. So the originals would be, you know, expensive. And then you could do prints, framed prints for like 40 bucks. You could do a little five by seven print for 10 bucks. Yeah. And I don't know. I think it'll be fun. <laughs> I do. I'm looking forward to January. I'm just going to draw a whole bunch. Um, other things that I've gotten. So I've got the, I, I've got a couple of goodies for the podcasting studio. Yes. I, I thought it. that was funny too. Cause after <laughs> the last, last show, we both thought the sound was very strange. Mm-hmm. It kind of sounded like we were in a tin can. Yes. And so I was like, I'm going to talk to Tara and try to, like, convince her that we should go in together and buy ourselves for Christmas a new podcasting setup. Yep. And then I get here and she's already bought it. <laughs> well, no, not really. I mean, I looked online, right? Because I was like, well, I need something that's a good setup for two mics. Yeah. 
And then I looked online, it was basically the same thing that I have. Yeah, exactly. So, but you got me a pop screen and you got a new arm yeah. for your mic. I got I got a, a shock mount for my microphone. Yeah. Um, I used to have, so I had a, like a guitar microphone, like a stand-up microphone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, for the floor. And every time I would step on the floor or somebody would step on the floor, just all of that vibration would come up through the mic cord. Well, and I think, I mean, that one's like 10 years old at this point. And what would happen, too, is it would just slowly, slowly, like... Slowly sl- drop away. Slim, <laughs> go limp through the show. So, yeah. Sh- y- yeah. <laughs> 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 is it <laughs> microphone stand dysfunction? <laughs> does, does your microphone stand get droopy midway through the show? And she already speaks so- more softly than I do, so then your mic would get farther and farther yes, away and mine drift off. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's hard because a lot of the really the newer good mics are USB mics for one because they're assuming you're one person podcasting. You're just one lonely podcaster <laughs> with a desk mic, or you're you know going over the internet with somebody else or something like that. But yeah. I know there there are splitters and stuff, but if it's, I mean, we have a soundboard that works perfectly well. Yeah. There's not really any reason to. No, I, I actually looked through because I, I was like, you know, they had a couple of ones that they had headsets. Yeah. And we probably looked at the same one. I was like, yeah. I'm imagining you with heads with a headset on your head. I'm like, there is no way that would fly for more than ten minutes. Why? Because you would you would get yeah, sweaty hot. and hot. Well, you know, we used to use headphones. That's true. We did when we first started. But yeah, yeah I am hot. Like I don't know. I don't really Maybe. need them. No, I would. I mean, so yeah. Last episode, I of course. I remember you used to call me the sound Nazi. Yes. <laughs> oh I earned God. that nickname. <laughs> There were a few shows in our early days where I just wanted to strangle you. It's like, the sound is fine. Let's get started. The lines are not flat enough. We need the flat lines. (laughs) Oh, and then there was the one day we had like some button pushed on the soundboard that gave everything a reverb. FAs. Oh, my God. We couldn't figure it out. (laughs) It took forever. It was a wah-wah, which is totally a sound like that the soundboard would make. It was like, hello, I'm Baba Wawa. <laughs> I think that was like episode four or something, like super early and obviously because we didn't know our soundboards. Well, we had a button pushed on that last one. Yeah. Too. And I figured it out when I did the intro because when I went to do the oh. intro, I had already learned learned what the sound sounded like. I was like, that sounds so fucked up. Yeah. And then I set everything up because i'd also rearranged the podcasting studio to get mm-hmm. a little bit of extra room in here and upon doing that i had to kind of set things up again yeah so, yeah it was all good yeah well, but i'm so gonna hopefully. keep yeah i'm gonna keep that big stand for i i've got emergencies a, well i've got to bring the guitar back i think you do you need to have it up here so we can just <laughs> You can just grab it. We can start jamming. Yeah. I can only play in three, three chords. chords. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, other than that, my, I mean, Christmas is here, so that's always, it's weird because I don't, like, my, all my family is not in state, and so I don't really have a lot of obligations. No. Um, you know, Christmas Eve, we see Jeff's family, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. We're Christmas orphans this year, and. Yeah. And I'm, you know, it sounds sad, and. I'm just thankful. I've got my friends. I've got my husband. I've got, um, I, I, I've got the things that I've got in my life and I'm going to focus on that instead of the things I don't have. That's. Yeah. For me, it's, it's hard because I remember all sorts of different things, but it's also fun at home, I guess. I don't know. I have five days off. Next week, everybody else is off, and I'm in work, so there won't be anybody around bugging me. So that'll can, be good. I can write the great American novel. I can paint the great American painting. <laughs> I can write the great American folk song about three chords. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, home remodel is kind of on hold right now. I... I'm going to meet with a design build company in the beginning of January here to start solidifying numbers, figuring out what all needs to be done. And uh, I'm very excited. But you know what I remembered? So everybody, my 50th birthday is next year. (laughs) I just remembered. (laughs) I didn't just remember. Trust me. It's at the end of uh, September. So what I'm hoping is that the house can get all done and then I'll have a big party yeah. as, like, a 50th birthday and house rewarming party. But then I remember that Crypticon is two weeks before my birthday. And I'm like, oh, God. I have, like, I have like 150 shot glasses <laughs> that I want to get rid of. They don't have a year on them, though, so I can always go to the next year. But, yeah, but... throw a party. You'd also throw a Halloween party warrior. You had... I know, but I just uh, I was like, oh crap, because I won't be able to throw my throw a house party and Crypticon at the same time. And I loved it. It was so fun the first time. I want to do it again. But yeah, I'm, I think you I don't need know. to develop a community around your party idea, so that way you get more people to help you. Yeah, there's a couple people I've talked to a little bit. One of the one of the people who did a really, throughout the years, have has done a big party room. This last year he did um, a Game of Thrones room, and he dresses as the Night King, and mm-hmm. he does amazing costumes. He does Krampus at this time of year, just like super cool Krampus outfit, and um, and he... He and his, I believe, ex-girlfriend now used to do a, a vampire party. Remember when I did my party? I'm like, there's this other vampire party. That was his party. Okay. And he has, like, this vampire character and stuff. And he's, but this, he, I was talking to him, and he's not going to do a party next year because he's also in the 501st Star Wars. Yeah. And I think Star Wars Celebration is, like, the week before that or something. So he doesn't want to. So he can't do a part, you know. There's Maybe just, he like, just wants to on. help with yours. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm going to enlist him <laughs> to be Dracula. <laughs> I think he might. I mean, he had all sorts of people helping his party. I'm sure I can hopefully recruit from there. But 
But yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to my 50s. I have a lot of cousins and my older sisters and my aunts. A lot of women I know who have done some really cool and interesting things in their 50s. And I think for a lot of women, when you turn 50, you kind of just don't give a fuck anymore what other people think. And you just do what you want to do. You're like, it's your time to do what you want to do. Like my sister, who's you know fifty eight right now, she's like, you got like twenty good years left. Use them, use them wisely. (laughs) I think I felt like that probably in my in my forties, honestly. Ugh, I hated my forties. I I have hated the forties. Blah. (laughs) I haven't really enjoyed them. Um, so you know, at at forty five, I finally got my first classic car. Yeah. So now I'm trying to find a classic car community. Yes. Like a community of people who love Mustangs, particularly. So I found a group on Facebook called Minnesota Mustangs. Mm-hmm. It's about horses. No. <laughs> no, but, like, so I went to sign up, and they're like, tell us about your Mustang. And mm-hmm. just probably to make sure you're not a bot or something. Yeah. But... Like, I haven't heard anything back. I'm like, do I have to go on a job interview? What the fuck? (laughs) fucking, you know, all I want is, like, a group of people that love classic cars that I can learn a little bit from, that I can um, maybe go on cruises with. Because there is this feeling, like, when you've got an old car and then you see a similar car of a similar model. Yeah. Or even a newer one. Yeah. That it's sort of like that feeling like when you go to a cool concert and you buy a concert t-shirt and then the next time you wear that t-shirt, you see somebody else who's wearing that same t-shirt. Yeah. Or it's a hot summer day and you're listening to your jam, (laughs) you know, and you're in traffic, you got your windows down Yeah. and then you hear the car next next to you has the same jam their windows are down it's like that feeling yeah. of for me it was unity. like in the early 2000s yeah. when you'd see somebody with like a geek shirt on or a, a meme you know they weren't really called memes then sure ironic on, tel- ironic where, like you knew you knew what it was because you were on the internet and nobody else knew what it was because they weren't on the internet yet <laughs> it's like my person you're my people that's <laughs> the early 2000s <gasps> oh your base i belong yes to us. exactly exactly <laughs> if somebody had that shirt on you'd be like oh my god you're my people <laughs> So that's the feeling I want. I want that feeling just with a, I I want it more frequently. I want to be around other people that are into cars, and so I don't know. I'm just feeling some. I'm facing some. I I don't know what to call it. Is it internet snobbery? Possibly. <laughs> well, I guess for me, like I feel I feel a little floaty right now. Right, I kind of don't feel like I belong to a tribe. It's hard, like, you know, because I did the deadhead things thing in the 90s. I'm still a deadhead. I still listen to the dead. Yeah. Did the geek thing in the, you know, 2000s, early 20-teens. And I'm still a geek, and I still like geek things. But when it got to be, like, so mainstream, 
Like, I'm just a person who doesn't like to be involved in the mainstream thing. I want to yeah. be in, like, a weird alternative kind of. So. And so I, I just, I haven't found that. I guess that's, yeah. that's, I'm, I'm a YouTube song. I still haven't found what I'm looking for <laughs> because. I thought you said YouTube song. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, in that, in that I'm not really a joiner. I'm not a joiner. And then the one time I go to be a joiner, it's like. <laughs> I don't know. There's it's, probably some 40-year-old dude just sitting there going, like, a chick. <laughs> well, you'd like, think they'd be like, accept, accept, accept. Nope. <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't think so. I don't even think that they think that I'm a real person. I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's a high chance that they probably don't think I'm even a real person. And that's, that's, and like, that's sad in, of, in and of itself. <laughs> And and so the other thought was, do I just need to get like a, you know, the, I can't be the only chick out there that loves classic cars. Maybe, yeah. I, maybe I could just find other chicks out there that love yeah. classic cars and get that together in Minnesota. Yeah. And all two of us or three of us can hang out <laughs> together. I don't know. Well, go to back to the 50s this summer. Yeah. That would be the place to go. Or the 60s. I would go to back to the 60s. Well, the one... Because I've got a 66. Yeah, but there's the big one at the fairgrounds in right around your birthday is called Back to the 50s, but it's all classic cars. Yeah. I, I have lived around the fairgrounds... Oh, yeah, I've been ...for the it. last 20 years, and it's like, oh, my God. The, just that weekend, you're like so... You get so sick of slow cars... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, so, well, your car isn't slow, but you get, like, some, like, bottle it, tea guy, like, putt-putting down the road. I don't know. Like, ah! Do you know what an inline-six has for horsepower? <laughs> I don't know what an inline-six is. It's an original inline-six. It's 120 horsepower. It's not exactly fast. Zero to 60. It sounds like... Bah, bah, yes, bah, bah, eventually. Bah, bah. <laughs> you, could be, you could be making that all up. <laughs> I know horsepower is real, but. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. You're like, see, I need friends. <laughs> I just, I, w I would like a community of people that I can do cruises with, do cruise-ins with, and and just learn from. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not by any means an expert. And. I would like an opportunity to learn some more of the nuances mm -hmm. and idiosyncrasies. I would think of, back to the 50s would be the place to kind of, because it's so huge that you would probably, yes. I would assume there would be like Minnesota Mustangs booth or something, no. right? No, it's just a Facebook group. That's all it is. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like there'd be like different groups would have yeah. events going on Possibly. at the thing. So, um, like, I've been doing the drive-in on Thursday nights and yeah. stuff, and, and a lot of people, like, I've met great people with that, too, um, but they they seem to kind of just go to the same places every time, mm -hmm. and I would just love to, I don't know, take a cruise to Stillwater, or take yeah. a cruise down to Chaska, or, you know, yeah. some other place. Yeah. Um, yeah. It can't be that hard to find. No. And honestly... So, like, my dream, I would love, in my 50s, I would love to live in a place where I could drive all year round. I would yeah. love that. And so, 
That's why my brother was like, you should come move down to Tennessee. I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> no, don't leave me, Tara. <laughs> I've got I've got like a rule, okay? I can't have earthquakes. I can't have poisonous things. <laughs> and I don't want to be in Trump country. Sorry. <laughs> and and there's something magical up about being up here where I am right now. Mm-hmm. I I feel so inspired artistically living here in this place. Yeah. There are times when I drive into the office in the morning where, like, the lake hasn't frozen yet and there's a mist rising off the lake. The sun is rising and the sun has just put the sky on fire and the clouds are purple. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I know what inspired Prince. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I know that. Like, how can you not inspired when you see that view there are day. mountains in tennessee <laughs> i know i know yes, I'm pretty... i could go that I... oh I it's go... horrible it's horrible in tennessee I, I could go completely bob ross and start painting mountains in tennessee <laughs> it's horrible it's horrible in tennessee you don't want to go there there are... there's no sun at all <laughs> My hope for the 50s, like, honestly, right now, I want to buy an RV and drive around and live by, like, selling blankets on the side of the road. Like, I'm just, like, so ready to not be in an office. But I know I have, like, at least 10 years left. <laughs> but you, like, at a flea market. <laughs> I know. This is my dream, but I don't say I don't know how much if I would like that amount of nomadic life. Like I dream of that kind of nomadic life, but I don't know if I'm really homebody. What makes but, you happy? Like what is your zen? If your zen is like sitting on the couch eating potato chips, watching Netflix and lighting up, <laughs> then probably not going I to be. I could totally do that in my RV. What are you talking about? <laughs> you gotta get a driver for yourself. No, but I'm not gonna be driving at night. Right now, I don't. You know, I go go out during the day and do things and come yeah. home. Um, but like my hope for my fifties, I'm looking forward to them to do interesting things. But also, I'm looking forward to Gen X getting rid of their children. <laughs> so here's what I want. I want. Um, I would love. an RV but I want I want an electric RV I want like a Tesla that's an RV (laughs) so we've gotten a little closer with the stupid Cybertruck which I call Fat DeLorean (laughs) but we're not quite there yet Mm -hmm. but in order to make like RV living sustainable for somebody who is of our generation Mm -hmm. um who's facing you know one day we have this limited resource called oil and gas that one day we're just going to be out of it so i have complete faith that people are going to figure out something to use before we're out of oil because there's too much goddamn money in it (laughs) (laughs) there's no way we're not going to figure out another source of energy um no, my fifties. I'm hope. I'm looking forward to other people my age becoming empty nesters, because they're all going to start coming out. 
you know, like, oh, my God, I don't have to go to hockey tournaments every day. Are they going to be like groundhogs, like, exactly. poking their heads out? They're going to be just like, oh, my God, what do I do? My whole social life has just collapsed because my children went to college. And I'll be like, come on, let's hang That's out. already happening, I think. I do. It is kind of happening. Like, most of the people I know with kids, their kids are, I mean, some of my friends had the kids real young. But, you know, most of them had them around 30, so it's coming around. You know, they had the kids 30 to 35, and now they're starting to to leave the nest and not really need them around. And You'll have them for the next, your friends for the next five years, and then you'll have grandkids, and then... Oh, that doesn't there. matter. Grandkids, they come over for the weekend once in a while. They babysit, but... Yeah. And then we all get to become, like, weird, you know, like... There's always, like, weird dad and weird mom things where you're just like, oh, my mom just suddenly decided to become a yogi. Or my dad just decided that he was going to build an electric slide in his backyard. Like, all that weird shit that people do in their 50s because they don't have the kids around anymore. Like, I'm going to do something cool. My but, parents made a girl room <laughs> <laughs> in my bedroom. But, you know, I keep thinking about event planning, too. I'd really like to do that. But then I'm like, maybe I should do create events that people my age can come to and hang out or listen to music. And, you know, a lot of people don't drink as much anymore. You don't, you know, (laughs) my parents, my parents are about 80 right now. But, you know, in their 60s and 70s, they started staying up late again you know what i'd like but in their 50s everybody wants to be home by 11 o'clock so you you know you book a band that starts at seven and ends at 10 and you all be home at a reasonable hour i i was just gonna say <laughs> i'd like to go to a backyard concert yeah yeah do you know uh do you remember when we went to that uh solstice yes that, that yep. little it was just like somebody's backyard. Yeah, it was and, out on a farm. And and out they... on a farm, and Spaghetti Western String yeah. Company came and played. Yeah, I wonder if they're still And fun. I was such a huge fucking fan of them. Yeah. It was just like a couple hundred people in this backyard on a hillside watching watching was... local animation and film and mus- listening to music. It was so weird, though, to me, because, okay, I come from Deadhead, right? Yeah. So, like, that kind of shit, like, that was my 90s, right? Yeah. And everybody, like, talked and was friends and you hung out. And at that festival, it was so weird because nobody left their blankets. Like, you laid your blanket down and everybody just stayed. And nobody talked to each other. It was it was really weird to me. This was a festival we went to in, like, 2000 five or six something like that it was long yeah ago. so to me it was just like it's very strange that nobody here wants to talk to each other because i was used to you know you'd go out to middle of the country and there'd be a band playing and everybody's like hanging out playing frisbee and talking to each other and making I friends know. i think it's, it might be a minnesota thing Maybe but, this was in minnesota but, but i always i also noticed we didn't really make an attempt to talk to other people either so we kind of did it was just it was a it was a weird kind of thing but i liked i liked the setup i liked the band i loved you know there was a big screen where they played the red or the the red balloon and they played the music along with it which i love that film 
and it was cool, but it was just like, it was kind of odd because it was very, it was, it was more hipster than hippie. Yeah. And I was used to hippie where it was just like, everybody's your best friend. Come on over. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. You didn't need to go talk to people because they were, you know, so, but yeah, I like that. And, you know, I think, but then like, I don't want it to be cheesy, like, oh, it's going to be like all grunge music, all nineties, all that, you know what I mean? Like, I want it to be cool. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a big loser who can't organize anything. I can organize things, but nobody wants to come because it's, I'm stupid. I don't know. <laughs> Damn. I don't know. I'm having a crisis of confidence. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about anyways. In the next year, all I'm going to do is get my damn house fixed. I can't wait. I'm going to have laundry on the main floor. It's going to be so exciting. And a fence in my backyard. A new fireplace. I'm going to get Maven's butt fixed. I'm, I am going to find a community of classic car enthusiasts. However, whatever form that takes, mm -hmm. I, I have no idea. Um, I'm keeping my mind open, my opportunities open there. Anyway, <laughs> we got rambling on here. Yeah. We've been going for a while. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably wrap it up. We should. <laughs> it's been fun, though. Yes. You get to wrap it up this week. All right. Hey, if you want to reach us, you can do so on the Facebooks or you can get us on the web at tmpgoti.com or ourdumblives.com. Yay. Uh, grab me on the Twitter, Terabyte. That's T-A-R-A underscore B-Y-T-3. Otherwise, uh, shoot us an email at tmpgoti. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. Um, God damn it. There was something I was going to say in response to one of those things. Ah, oh, well. <laughs> the end. <laughs> well, I have been Tara. I have been Cassandra. And two weeks. I'm going to get this out in two weeks. And then it'll be 2020, which is the fucking future. I can't believe it. Like, you know. Bad distant future. 2020. 2000 seemed like the future when we were kids. Yeah. But 2020 just seemed like out of the realms of reality. Yeah. It's just, like, that's when Blade Runner happened was 2020. <laughs> By golly. And stop saying 2020. It's 2020 now. We're out of the teens. We're out of the aughts. 20. We're out of the thousands. <laughs> No, it's the oddies or the naughties. I like saying the naughties. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, cats, kittens, we'll catch you next time. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye-bye. My wife says to me, let's not drive the old coupe. Hitch up once again, the one horse open sleigh. The horse was awful mad, if he could talk he'd say. You'll be sorry you hitched me to a one horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, a jingling all the way. 
It ain't fun like it used to be in a one horse open sleigh. A jingle bells, a jingle bells, a jingling all the way. I should have worn long underwear in that one horse open sleigh. Dashing through the snow with the cold wind in our face. I can't hold a horse. He thinks he's in a race. He kicks snow on us. It hits us on the chest. I bet that we're the coldest Swedes in the whole darn Middle West. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingling all the way. My wife sure hates sleigh bells since she rode that one horse sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingling all the way. We're too old for riding in a one-horse open sleigh. Night is awful dark, can't see beyond my nose. I can't blink my eyes, my eyeballs must be froze. I can't hear my wife yell, I can't see her face. I guess I must have lost her when we turned at the onsen's place. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingling all the way. I nearly caught pneumonia in that one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingling all the way. I wouldn't make brass monkeys ride in a one-horse open sleigh.